theory. Yeah. Did you know that in Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza, it marks his actual first collaboration with Sean Penn, except it's his fifth collaboration with a member of the Penn family. Uh, composer Michael Penn, who is the brother of Sean Penn, did the score for both Heart Eight and Boogie Nights. Uh, Michael Penn's wife, Amy Mann, contributed songs to Magnolia, and then the Penn family mother, Eileen Ryan, was in Magnolia. Everybody knows that. Including me and you? 50% of the people in this podcast knew what you were talking about. Well, that's half the battle. Yeah, I did not know any of that. That's interesting. That's a lot of uh, pen. It's a lot of pen. Um, that's cool. You're, cool, you're right? all about cinematography and scores and behind-the-scenes action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very uh, good. No, I thought I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, Penn, he's been more of a who was it like what is it Lars von Trier? Who is it? What what am I thinking of? God, I'm drawing a blank. He's in all those dreamy ass movies with that one director. Dreamy ass movies. Yeah, it was that movie where he was it was all dreamy ass movie and it was just very not a lot of not a lot of dialogue. Uh, are you talking about What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams and Cuba Gooding Jr.? <laughs> no. What's the, what are those movies? Oh, my God. I'm going to draw a blank. I or I have. It's drawn. I'll have to look it up. Um, name some Sean Penn movies, some recent Sean Penn movies. Oh, you're talking about Terrence Malick? Yeah, Terrence Malick. What did I say? Uh, dreamy. I said Lars von Trier, I think. Yeah, Lars he's von... been doing a bunch of Terrence Malick movies. Yeah, I mean, he was in Tree of Life. I don't know. I don't know if he was in the other ones, but he was okay. definitely Tree of Life. So it was one. Hey, there was a dinosaur in that movie. There sure was. That's what I remember. That's all I remember is that it was trying to be like a 2001, except with dinosaurs instead of apes. There sure was a, a wounded dinosaur. Yeah. Did that move you? Uh, are you talking about the movie? The Wounded Dinosaur. Oh. No, because I was... I think I was fixated on that it didn't look quite right. Yeah, it was janky. It didn't... I don't think it... I, I haven't seen it since it was in theaters, but I bet it didn't age well. Because I remember in theaters, it was like, that dinosaur is a... You need to get Spielberg on this stat. Yeah, we've been spoiled by... Uh... Spielbergian dinosaurs. 1993, Adam. It still holds up. 1993. Which is a segue into my Did You Know, Adam Roth. Okay. Did you know that um, Paul Thomas Anderson was in NYU, the NYU film program for two days? And he decided to drop out and use the tuition money to make 1993's Cigarettes and Coffee. 
I did not know that. So while Mr. Spielberg was wowing us with his dinosaurs, we also got a quiet release of cigarettes and coffee, which would later become the catapult to one of the modern era's finest directors, in my opinion. And so, okay, so that was before, obviously before Hard Eight. I, I didn't know it was, it was a short film. Um, I don't think so. It's like a cigarettes and coffee. Yeah, it's like a movie. Not coffee and coffee and cigarettes. I don't know. Are you talking about? Because there's a there's the Jim Jarmusch did coffee and cigarettes. Did he now? Let me look it up. Oh, Adam, you exhaust me. <laughs> it's not the first time I've heard that. Oh, hey, oh. Cigarettes and Coffee is a, it's a short film, yeah. It's a short. Also so it's not to, be con- not to be confused but with Coffee and Cigarettes. Oh, yes. That one's got, isn't that one like an ensemble, like borderline rom-com? It's kind of like a, a bunch of little vignettes that Jim Jarmusch shot over over the course of like 15 years or something like that. And it's got like everyone's in it. Okay. Inclu- including Tom Waits, who's also in Licorice Pizza. Wait a minute. Um, yeah, so it is a short. Uh, I knew that, but I didn't know if it came out. It came out in 1993. Hard Eight came out in 1996. Um this one had Philip Baker Hall, if you remember, pretty big role in Magnolia. Oh, yeah. Um, which is pretty great. The kid pissed his pants or something. He's like, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all sweaty. He's pissing his face in sweat while that little kid's pissing his diapy. I do, I do recall that. That was intense. Okay, anyway, so the short cigarettes and coffee. Not to be confused with coffee and cigarettes. Gotcha. But the point is, you know, education these days is so expensive. It makes you wonder. If you look at the tuition versus the value, like, especially with, like, this is a long time ago. This is fantastic. This is in the 90s. Think about now how accessible cameras and editing equipment is. It's just going to film school seems like just i don't know it seems like possibly a mistake i would just dive in there maybe do like some kind of fast track school or program but like a full-blown multi-year film school that seems like just a huge like waste of money yeah it can be said um i did it well it's easy for us to say we're both film school dropouts oh you didn't finish I didn't finish. You didn't finish. No, man. My brain's all over the place. I was in film school for two years in Ohio, made a bunch of like shorts and stuff. But, you know, it was such a, you know, this was a long time ago. I'm almost 40. I was actually cutting and taping and sound editing all this stuff. There was no digital film. I was doing like old school film film. Right. Is that what you were doing? They started, yeah, they started us out, you know, in the uh, cutting, cutting the film, you know, and, and doing, yeah, the basics. Shooting on, the shooting craft. on, yeah, shooting on 60 millimeter. 
Yeah, but this program never got to digital. They just didn't have the they didn't have it set up. You know, you're in a, you're in what you're in California. I take it. You take it right. I'm in California. Well, when you were in film school, I mean. Oh, in film school, yeah, I was in California. I know you're there now, uh, now currently, but uh, yeah, I was in Ohio, so a little bit different, a little bit less. Uh, you know, closer you are to Hollywood, the probably more likely you got a digital component. But within a few years of me supposed to, like, you know, by the time I would have graduated, all those things I learned would have been just outdated it was just a weird time to be in film school and i was so disenchanted by it and not that i could see the future but it was just i don't know i didn't go to i i just realized i wanted to be more of a storyteller less of a like crafts you know i didn't want to like develop the film and cut the film and uh, you don't want to be a you don't want to be a technician no i appreciate that stuff but that's not what i wanted to do i wanted to let my creative freak flag fly you know what i mean mm-hmm so I dropped out after two years and got into creative writing and then dropped out of that and got into fine art and dropped out of that and did art education and then realized I was in college for way too long so I just got a degree in fine art with an emphasis on film photography and education. We had uh, similar paths. I, I ended up being in college too long as well. And I ended up with a film degree with emphasis in illustration. Oh, so you fin- you said you were a film dropout. You finished. No, I, n- I didn't say that. I was I was going to get to my my point in that I finished. Oh, I could I thought you s- proclaimed yourself a film school dropout. Never once. Never once. Never once. Interesting. I might have written somewhere that we're both film school dropouts. I'll have to figure out where I wrote that. Don't well, know. whatever the case is, we both ended up here. Sure did, and uh, you just spent more money. I did. I did. You could have made Seth. coffee and cigarettes, or cigarettes and coffee, or just tea and uh, gum. Tea and gum. <laughs> I, I I did see. So what are we what are we talking about here? We're talking about the Paul Thomas Anderson movie, Licorice Pizza, which came out in 2021. And I'd say it's a film about uh, navigating first love in the 1970s San Fernando Valley. Well put. Um, I would I would add with a, a very entrepreneurial 15 year old. That's right. An entrepreneurial, enthusiastic 15 year old. Very entrepreneurial. Um, and uh, the son of the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's right. And Ham. 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 Um, hey, you're all over the place. What are you doing? Are you sitting on your microphone? I just had to get up because my microphone was underneath me, so I, I had to uh, adjust myself. What the hell's going on over there, Adam? Uh, I'm, I'm upside down. This is an auditory I'm, experience. People got to listen to this shit. I'm hanging like a bat. The microphone's above me, except I'm upside down. I got three words for you. Yeah. Sort it out. 
I'll I'll get on that. I'll get on. Okay, cool. Thanks. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a very this is something I really like about movies in general, but specifically Paul Thomas Anderson does this really well. These you know, 70s, 70s period pieces. He really transports you to the 70s and gives it just this dreamy kind of vibe to it where it's almost less how it was but more how people talk about it if that makes sense just kind of like full of possibility and just kind of soft tones and kind of sweet and just but there's like this undercurrent of danger but it's just very like dreamy carefree kind of vibes going on and just very interesting representation of the 70s yeah I mean I didn't live through it so I don't know what it was really like but just from what I've read and people I've talked to it's it just seems like he's good at capturing the essence of how people maybe talked about their heyday um, and just kind of puts that nice lens over his films this movie in particular it did not seem if I didn't know that it was the 70s like if it wasn't if it wasn't spelled out um, it didn't seem well I guess look I guess we were dealing with water I'm not kidding. Waterbeds. Waterbeds and um, pinball machines. That's I guess it's the 70s, huh? It's pretty, well, the clothes, yeah. the cars, the signage on the street. They're on the street like 90% of this movie just run around the, the, the traffic. The, All right. Uh, I take that back. I don't, I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, they just... What's impressive to me is that they went all over the place, and this was like when you're indoors, it's pretty easy to simulate. You create your set, you box it up, you make just the outside kind of blah blah blah. But they're they're running through the streets, they're at gas stations, they're at golf resorts, they're at park. Like they're all over the place, and it always to me felt like a you know. And it was always in the valley. Always in the valley, just a pretty authentic like. Look, I wonder how much digital like manipulation there is going on. Like you know, you watch a movie like. Zodiac, which takes place during the the Zodiac killings in San Francisco, and you don't realize it while you're watching it, but that movie is heavily, heavily CGI'd up. You know, like if you watch uh, special features of that movie, like on a disc, it's it's wild how much of that stuff is just um, computer graphics. Same with shows like Boardwalk Empire on HBO. It's just a, a, an astonishing amount of CGI, but it's just you just can't tell. Fincher is a is good with that. He's yeah. good with with seamless VFX. Yeah, I wonder if that was at play here or not. I don't know. Uh, something tells me. No. Really. Yeah. So every I, shot I mean, was framed in a way that just made you still feel like you were there, and it was just more of the street sets. There was a lot of. Um, I just yeah, it didn't seem like it was there. Were there weren't any crazy crazy establishing shots of like the city or anything um it definitely was kind of subdued hmm. i guess i guess what i mean i guess what i mean about they're at schools not, they're at arcades they're at restaurants and bars they, and resorts but, was, but they were everything felt very tight very tightly uh framed hmm. uh i guess i guess what i mean is there it didn't it didn't like necessitate running through the streets like on the highway and stuff 
Yeah, but it just everything was kind of uh, in the background, whatever that means. I don't know. Story of my life. Yeah, whatever that means. I, I no, it didn't see. It didn't seem like there was there was a, a lot of CG going on. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, but I, like like when they were at the expo, the whole the whole part where where he was when he got arrested. Right. I felt like it was like everything was out of focus except them. Hmm. Dreamy. I feel like it was very dreamy. The whole movie had a dreaminess to it. Yeah, it was it was almost cozy. Almost it was like sweet and cozy even though there was like I said an undercurrent of danger and you know the 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 edges of the town were a little rough here and there. There's some wild characters breaking shit, running around chasing them. Are you talking about John Peters? Right. Is that Cooper? That that is uh Bradley Cooper. That is Bradley Cooper's character based on a real film producer. And wasn't he didn't he date Barbara Streisand? Dated Barbara Streisand. Did uh Is this guy still alive or any of his family? Like how do uh, how do they feel? He's still he's still he's still alive and he gave he gave them permission to use his name. Huh. This is the only character that had his actual name with the character that he inspired. Interesting. So he was cool with it and just this wild portrayal, like almost a caricature, I'm assuming, of what he was like. I guess, yeah. Because he's not he painted just... in a good light. He's very volatile and dangerous. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that... I don't know. I don't know what their arrangement was, but I think that it was probably um, money. I guess. But he allowed him to use his name. I think. I. Th I think he was. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know exactly what their arrangement was. How would you? No little research. Hey, who's that actor that played? He was in Indiana Jones. We also played Gimli in Lord of the Rings. John Rice Davies. Yeah, John Rice Davies. I saw a clip of him at a convention, a comic convention recently. Mm -hmm. And people are like, so were you a fan of the book, blah, blah, blah? And he's just like, nope, didn't care for it. Didn't like any of the elves, didn't like, blah, blah, blah. It was all confusing. He just talked about how much he hated Lord of the Rings. And then the guy's like, well, what, what made you do it? And he's just like, money. Next question. And he was like, serious. I mean, can you blame him? I mean, part of me appreciates his, like, honesty, but the other part of me is like, God, like, damn, dude, you're at some shitty local con with just a bunch of fans. Can't you at least have some kind of neutral answer in your back pocket or something? Like, these people are paying money to watch your dumbass on stage. Can't you at least butter the biscuit a little bit? You know what I mean? You know, he was almost... He and Gary Oldman were almost the voice, the voices of General Grievous. Really? Yeah. A little Star Wars fact for you. Who did it go to? Uh, it went to sound designer uh, Matthew Wood. He would. Sure would, and he did. Sherwood Forest. Uh. Uh, Made Marion. <laughs> you can't just <laughs> bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't. That's not how the game's played. <laughs> you could say he made it. 
Marion. I don't know. Or I could say we could just not he will, Marian. Scarlet. Okay. See, now you get it. You just, yeah, you got there in the end. I got there. That's all that matters. Um, Remember Will Scarlet? No. That was Christian Slater's character. Yes. Remember his toy? Sure do. I bet you have it. I sure do. I actually have a. I actually have a Friar Tuck action figure right behind <laughs> me whose body is made out of the Grimorian Guard. Right. And sh- uh, Will Scarlet's body... Before. Will Scarlet's body was uh, Robin's body, basically. Interesting. A yeah. little toy trivia. A little toy trivia. Well, I don't know why I brought that up. I just saw the video and it stuck with me and it made me sad because I just wish people, you know, just celebrated their craft a little bit more and they weren't just, you know... Getting up on the stand, you know, we got the bottom dollar, you know, the bottom line, really, it does matter. We all got to eat and go on vacation, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to you know, eat, uh, <laughs> but you, can have, you just put a little bit of butter on the biscuits, all I ask. Like, um, so he's a famous actor. You can maybe act. Uh-huh. Um, I put a lot of um, pepper flakes on a piece of pizza I just ate. I see. Let's just say it's atmospheric. Well, look, it's that it's that time in the podcast where <laughs> I have to I have to ask the uh, one important question. All right. And you might you might think I'm jumping the gun here, but I, I gotta ask. No, we're 20 minutes in. There's no jumping anymore. It's just. Sailing. All right. Did you like this movie? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. But I'm not sure I loved it. See, I'm more... I think I liked it. Okay, so you watched this, like, yesterday. Uh, I watched uh, I watched it a, a couple days ago. A couple days ago. I watched it... This was the last movie I saw in theaters before the last, like, COVID wave or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I saw it when it came out, which was what? I mean, six months ago, maybe? Five, five, four, five months ago? Something like that? Four months ago. When did it come out? December? Came out a, came out a while ago. January, February, March, April. So probably four months ago I saw this. So it wasn't super fresh. I did. I do remember it pretty well. Um, and I did read a few reviews to kind of freshen up a little bit. And I do remember that. when I watched it, I came out of the theater like... I don't know if I I don't know if I even like that movie. I'm not sure. I wasn't sure. That's kind of how I felt about it. Um, okay. And uh, I, it's not that I disliked it, but I'm just not sure that. I mean, it's it's okay for movies to not have much going on. God, knows. I think this one purposefully didn't have much going on because it was just more about this character study and just this kind of like something that kind of over the months as I remember the movie and think back on it I didn't rewatch it but I think what I appreciate about this movie is that you know I'm a sucker for like first love stories even though this was kind of strange because it was a 15 year old and a 25 year old it's kind of like Harold and Maude almost or (laughs) I'd say to be fair more like Rushmore or something like that um 
So there's like a pretty big gap at a pretty pivotal age uh, that was a little awkward. But something I appreciated just was just the, I just really liked the dreaminess of this movie. I was curious what was going to happen to the characters. I was kind of like pretty engaged the whole time watching it. Obviously, it's set in the 70s in San Fernando Valley, which I think is cool because I'm like somewhat familiar. And um, I just thought the, you know, I just thought it was kind of an interesting romp, but nothing, you know, when you start to compare it to his other work, it, in comparison, I think this is a little bit closer to like a punch drunk love kind of vibe and something I didn't enjoy as much as his other films. Yeah, I I don't know. You, you've had a couple months to digest it. Mm-hmm. Um I, I liked it. It just felt it felt very slight. Right. And that's okay. But I'm just not sure I'm not sure exactly what I was supposed to have taken away from it other than that it just was a depiction of a of a of a moment in time. And yeah. it was and it was based on, you know, little anecdotes and stories that he that he was told. You know, I think I think I read like some some collaborator of his or some some friend of his had told him a story about you know um a lot of a lot of what happened in the movie that when he mm-hmm. was a kid that he was you know he was in high school or something and he was he was hitting on some photographer's assistant and i guess that was kind of the the kernel that inspired that the movie mm-hmm. um and of course i don't know who that person is but it's one of paul <laughs> thomas anderson's friends interesting um and uh i think there was just little bits and pieces that he sewed together and you know his his infatuation with the Haim sisters and he just he just went ahead and threw the whole family in there i guess right um, i have to say i'm not a fan of the i don't know maybe you can correct me if i'm wrong but can you name many musicians that turned into actors modern day that are like like should they be doing that like i don't know i think of like lady gaga and jared leto and i'm just like they're two of the worst actors on the planet like on the face of the earth i'm not saying Haim is like that i thought she was fine but it's like stay in your lane you know what i mean uh madonna horrible actress uh in the right context come on league of their own league of their own she was great give me a break that movie was great great but she didn't do anything she's just like what are you boys up to great movie it's a great movie but that's not a good example of like really glad she got into acting we can talk about her james bond movie too the sword fight with pierce brosnan did she do the theme song for that movie as well yeah, and was that, she was, was that Die she, Another Day? Um, Must have been Die Another Day. Yeah, it was the last one that Brosnan did. Right. Fun fact. Die Another Day. My favorite Bond movie. Really? It's ludicrous. It is. Okay. It has every James Bond trope you could possibly imagine. There's even a scene with him on, like, he's, like, sh- shackled to this 
chair and there's a laser like beaming up towards his crotch and he's like trying to escape like it's he's like surfing on on like a, a door from a airplane the sword fight with madonna the guy one of the main villains the side villains like got a bag of jewels blown up in his face and the jewels are stuck and implanted in his face and then he comes back oh, wait, later. was that was, was that was that the it was like a bald guy yeah right 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 and he's like and he like cries like yeah he's like he's like blood or something even before le Chief or whatever um it's a ludicrous ludicrous bond movie but it's like as far as the campy bonds go it's to me it's kind of like I don't know. Like Batman Forever is the sweet spot for like goofy Batman for me. It was kind of like Bond's version of Batman Forever. Um, I didn't. I didn't see it, so I can't speak on it. You didn't see it? Nah, hell no. I'm bringing it up. It's gonna be an episode. <laughs> Baby. Um, oh no. I'm just kidding. I probably won't do that to you. Unless you um, push me off. I. I did. I'm. I'm. St- I'm still trying to figure out how I felt about this movie, though. It's been a couple days, and I still. I still haven't totally decided. What'd you think of uh, Alana? Was she, was she good in it? Alana Haim. Yeah. I thought she was very good. She's better than anybody I just mentioned. I'm just saying. Typically, I don't like it, but she did a a pretty good job. How about um, Chris Isaac? He was in. Uh, Silence of the Lambs in a small part. Um, okay. I don't, know. I don't know what you're talking about. Chris Isaac, the singer. Oh, right. You know? Um, I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson loves his music. Uh, Tom Waits. Tom Waits is another singer that was that's that's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Barely, uh, but he was there. Um, I'm sure I could think of more, but the point is, I just yeah, I just wanted to make sure people knew that I thought Lady Gaga was a horrible actress and that Jared Leto is a horrible actor. But I, I see, I more think of him as an actor that pivoted to singing to to music. Leto. Yeah, I don't care enough to know which came first. That's all bad. All I'm going to say is I started to watch House of Gucci. Mm, I'm, no. Which features no. both of them. No, thanks. That is that is movie jail for me. I can't do it. Yeah. That's just movie jail. I could Fair barely enough. get through the Gaga movie where she's just whining while she's saying, what was that movie? I don't know. Stars not... Born? Yeah. It was, I, don't, I didn't understand the hype for that movie. Um... Well, I'm not sure I understand. I'm not quite sure I understand the hype either for Licorice Pizza. Best Picture nomination. Yeah, but, but that doesn't but, mean shit. The Oscars are bullshit. Who cares what they? Yeah, because also also nominated was uh, uh, Nightmare Alley, which which I see Cooper was, trend here. Cooper's in a lot of these movies we're talking about. Sure is. But what about best uh, fan moment? The Flash. The Ooh. Flash. Weird. Very weird. Weird award. That's like an MTV movie award. How did they sneak that into there? It's a weird year, man. <laughs> Snuck a <laughs> lot of things in, I guess. You know, it's a weird year. 
Um, people can check out our first bonus episode if you want to know what we're talking about. It's somewhere. Just go to iTunes. You'll find it. Um, I I like the little little you know the little bit parts from some of the characters. You know the like the the casting agent woman. Right. That was like you're you're just like you're just like a dog. You're like you know what you are. You're like a dog. Oh, right. She was she was <laughs> kind of that was kind of funny. Yeah, because it's just like quick and like no filter kind of comments and stuff. But I guess I guess if you take if you take the movie away from the reference, see, I think for for P.T. Anderson, it's probably interesting because he's he's taking these little these little bits and pieces and stitching them together. And and, uh, I don't know that they all come together, though, in any in any kind of like fulfilling way do you buy Uh, the comparisons between pt anderson and tarantino yeah i mean i can understand that they're they were kind of coming from the same you know coming out of the 90s very you know very uh you know cinematically literate Mm -hmm. um he's like a less violent tarantino yeah I think they both have a lot of the same influences. Right. Um, I can I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I could say a less a less violent Tarantino. That makes sense. Yeah, people. I yeah, I think that's um, that's close. I guess they. Um, what was that movie? What am I thinking of? Hard Eight or something like that. I don't know. Hard Eight feels very. That's probably the closest. Probably just because you got Samuel Jackson in there. That's right. Probably, that's probably part of it. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know that I have a fully formed opinion of this movie, to be honest. Well, you want to come? So in you want to record this in six months, and then we can chat. I'll be a year out. You'll be six months out. I'll just be like, I don't remember anything. No, because I don't know that I feel that passionately about it. Okay. Well, I would say... <laughs> okay. I, I like the details. I like that it was <laughs> a good representation of the city in like a not kitschy way, if that makes sense. Like a caricature of it. It's more just kind of like this real, just kind of a real, I'd say dreamy kind of version of it. Um, I think the leads... For first time, this is both. They're both both of their feature film debuts. They've never done this before, and I think for a director of this ilk with this much experience to tackle a, a movie and headline it with two unproven actors is pretty great. I think we should. Yeah, see that's cool. that is cool. Yeah, we should see more of that in Hollywood for sure. We're just everything just stars like Josh Brolin or and Bradley Cooper apparently. So it's like let's get some fresh blood in here, you know. Star Wars style. You got to make the stars. They're not going to make themselves, you know. Yeah, she she was she was very good. She was very impressive. I would say, of the two of them, I would say I was I was more impressed with uh, with her performance. Right. I mean, I th- I, th- I think. I'd not say they not equal. that they have to be. Not that we have to compare them, but you know. Yeah, but you know, if you're comparing two people doing something for the first time, I think it's fair. But uh, 
I don't know. I think they're 50-50 to me. I thought they were both good in their respective roles. I think they both had good screen presence. Um, Did you see a resemblance to his dad? Yeah, it's in there. He's like definitely got a little bit more of that youthful spirit to him than his dad. His dad was a little bit more stoic. Um, I, I, I like... I mean, he is pretty young still, but he he definitely embodies the the spirit of like p- possibility and potential. I thought that I thought that kind of just beamed off of him because you know obviously it's his character, but I don't think it's super easy to pull that off and not seem like a douchebag. But he did it in like a, a way that I believed he he meant it and he really wanted it and he was just driven and confident, even though he was so young. He was just kind of like on top of the world at fifteen, you know. And I thought that was pretty a pretty good performance. Yeah, when he was when he was doing the uh, the tri- <laughs> the tryout for the, the like je- like like uh, <laughs> the jacket or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh right, like putting it on. Yeah, I just think it's funny. Like people in that town, from what I know and from what I've read, it's just like. A lot of people do that. Their parents are putting their kids, you know, they want their kids to be stars and they're just like getting them out of school early to go do, um, you know, auditions and stuff. So I, I don't know. I think it was an interesting little time capsule of a movie. So, I, you know, I just, I don't know. I was yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a, it was a time capsule kind of, kind of hangout feel, feeling movie, you know, uh, it was about it was about the feeling of the era, you know, and mm-hmm. all the, all the. Uh, I kept I kept remembering all the shots of like the spotlight or whatever the the when they were in in his shop with you know the mattress shop and then and then it became the pinball thing, mm-hmm. and the and the and the the lights from like the, you know they had like a spotlight or whatever that kept shining in into this into the space. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just had this like dreaminess to it. Yeah. I mean, um, but I, I just can't, I don't know that I want to, I'm going to watch it again. Did the age difference between them bother you? I mean, I thought it was weird, but it didn't, it was just like, okay, well he's, he's, he's referencing a, some, he's referencing someone, you know, he's referencing, this guy that was in high school and he was hitting on you know this older woman it's like okay well it is weird but if that's the story you're telling then that's the story you're telling right Uh, the thing that i this might be like a little bold but the thing i liked least about this movie (laughs) oh breakfast was damn (laughs) yeah that was from the am the thing i liked least about this movie was the like the last shot where they're like running towards each other and then she's just like I love you and then the movie ends. I was not like I wasn't like yeah. I was just like oh god that's kind of cringy. That was kind of a cringe like not because the age difference. It was just I didn't feel it. I I wasn't he, like it just didn't did, work. He, he did this. I feel like he did the same thing with with um uh Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, do, did you see? You saw Phantom Thread, right? Yeah. Remember the last shot? They were just like laughing together, mm-hmm. and it was like it was just like, oh, I guess I guess I'm, 
I guess we're going to be continuing with this this like fucked up dynamic that we have. <laughs> and it was just like they just kind of like laughed and then the, the movie was over. Well, this one they were just like running at each other and she's like, they're just like out of breath and it's like going and then she's like, I love you. And, and then it was over. I was like, that was so awkward and like poorly done. It was, I think if that wasn't the last scene, I would have liked the movie a lot more. It just was so jarring and just out of place for me. And I get it. The whole movie, they're going down different avenues and exploring different relationships and pretending that they're not into each other and it just kind of boils up to this last moment but uh just didn't didn't work for me so it sounds like you're you're a little bit conflicted as well yeah i mean i can't deny the craft of the movie the cinematography the music the the acting you know the last scene doesn't distract from the rest of their performance but i mean at the end of the day it's one of my least favorite films that he's done but it's still better than a lot of movies i've been watching lately um but yeah i mean i I don't i liked it i didn't love it yeah i i'm i'm more i think i liked it definitely didn't love it but you want you want to get to liked it i'm at liked it for sure yeah i want i want to get to liked it okay it's it's a it's a kind of movie where i could i could maybe see certain moments playing well on repeat maybe but is it worth the two and a half hours no not really i mean you could watch the adam project again no (laughs) Uh, one of the biggest regrets of my life i was in three beavers you were in three beavers what are you talking about you don't remember that joke in the movie from the adam project no, in 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 uh, Licorice Pizza. I have no, I have no idea what you remember when about. he remember when he says like I'm gonna watch this I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make a joke, when he's on stage in that like production and when he's in New York, yeah, and and they come up to him and they're like What are you working on? And he's like I'm in I was just starring in three. He was like I was just in Three Beavers. They were like Wait, you mean Leave It to Beaver? He was like No, th- I was in Three Beavers. And then she's <laughs> all, and then the woman's all mad at him. Right, really mad at him. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Well, you got a big gulp from Seven Eleven over there. What the fuck's going yep, on? Yep, yep. You got a Baja Blast Slurpee Supreme from Seven Eleven. What the fuck was that? If if you could take a guess what I just sipped, I'll be impressed. Bong water. Close. It it, it is green. A green matcha tea from Starbucks. Yeah, that's right. Hey, did you use that gift card I got you? I sure did. (laughs) So in a way, I did this. In a way, you did it to yourself. (laughs) This is what hell is like, Adam. And I paid for it. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, I have one last... I have two things I want to say before we end this podcast. Yeah. One... Do you know where the name Licorice Pizza comes from? I do. Me too. You tell me. Well, it's it was apparently the name of a chain of a uh, a, a record store chain in the valley, right? In the seventies, mm-hmm. but it also pertains to the texture of the of vinyl, which which does look like licorice, mm-hmm. and shaped so like, like a pizza, a li- like. Safe like a pizza, but it's also LP. Right. 
Music. Musical term. Musical term. Um, Does that answer your question? Yeah, that's it. You got it. A plus. Thanks. The last thing I do is um, we're talking a lot about P.T. Anderson because we're uh, you know talking about licorice pizza here. Give me your top three P.T. Anderson movies. We should have done this at the beginning. Do you know? Maybe no order. You can put them in order if you want. Otherwise, just three that come to mind as your favorites. All right. I'm going to go with Boogie Nights. We in order here? Uh, uh, we're in order from... from the Best? From best to least best. Okay. Uh, Boogie Nights. Magnolia Punch Drunk Love. Oh, really? Punch yeah. Drunk Love? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a, bit, I'm a fan. Oof. I'm a fan. Okay, I am close. I'm Boogie Nights... Magnolia and the Master. Mm. I love the Master. It's, a, yeah. it's such a good film. Called him a scoundrel. You scoundrel! Yeah, I, I, They're like I, wrestling on the lawn. That movie's that movie's so fantastic. Yeah, I didn't. I see. I didn't love that one. Interesting. So you got a punch drunk love. I got a the Master. There you go. Well, we can agree on Boogie Nights and Magnolia. Those movies are so good. Those that's like top tier Hollywood right there great stuff yeah boogie nights especially holy cow that movie's good there's so much to appreciate about that movie that's like his pulp fiction it's just like nailed it <laughs> okay okay can you can you tell me what was going on though so after after they they flooded presumably they flooded john peters's house mm -hmm. and they backed she backed down the hill mm -hmm. made it to the main street and basically they're there the sun's coming up and then bradley cooper is like there again but he's like all whacked out yeah so he's just just continues to like continues on whatever i think he was on a lot of drugs and he was running so fast that he was like keeping up with the car <laughs> when he showed up again, that that did make me laugh. I was and like, he was just like what? harassing some like women walking by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, he's like grabbing at him. It's just, I was like, holy shit! Like to me, I don't. I think they just didn't get that far, but it seemed like it because it was so like intense, you know. But like they right. had to go down a hill, like. But I don't think like proximity wise, they even got that far. But he was hoofing it and running, like, pissed off really, really fast. So, yeah, when he was there again, I was, it kind of got me, too. I was like, oh, my God. He's right there. <laughs> it's like a T-Rex in Jurassic Park or something. <laughs> Don't move. <laughs> yeah, he was he was definitely a standout in this movie. He, you could tell he had some fun with it, like, for sure. I'm not sure how it moved the plot forward or anything, but it was entertaining. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure... Like if him, How if much? Cooper and and um, oh, geez, Sean Penn were not in this movie, I think it wouldn't have affected it that much. Uh, see, I don't. That's the thing with this movie. I don't know if you took out any individual part. How much it, any of those said things would have affected the movie? Well, the two it's leads, just, they they were pretty much the movie. Yeah, but I'm just saying there were there were there were such things, there were so many things that I'm just not sure exactly what they were doing for the overall plot. Right. There was just a lot of those kind of things where it was just like, huh, okay. 
you know, just kind of traversing the town. It, it, yeah, there wasn't really much weight to anything that was going on. What you about know, the like Safty Safty brother? Be... Oh yeah, the Safty brother. You like him acting, or should he stick to directing? He was fine. I like yeah. I like that that part. He's going to be in the Obi Wan show, the Obi Wan Kenobi he sh- show. He, sh- he sure is. He sure is. How does this happen? He's not even. I don't even think he's. I mean, is he a good actor? I don't. I don't know. He was good in Good Time. Okay. I mean, yeah. We'll see how he is. I don't know. I get I'm so nervous about Obi Wan Kenobi, man. I just don't want him to fuck it up. I don't know, man. It's looking a little shaky for it's me. It's not looking good, is it? <laughs> it's, it's looking a little shaky. Uh, it's just a big Cabbage Patch head. Yeah. Can't shake it out. I see it when I close my eyes at night. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like please don't just fix it fix it digital you can we can make avatar you can fix the guy's fucking head they're not gonna touch it yeah jeez. you know funny quick story i saw avatar with my family like my mom and dad and brother and cousins and stuff because it was like a movie event of the decade you know and when the movie was over i remember my dad being really impressed that they made the lead actor look like he had like weak legs right he needed to be in the wheelchair atrophied what's that called is that what that's called sure but that that's what was impressive to him that's that's a fair thing but but they were like on pandora and there's dragons and blue people that are like 10 feet tall i remember we everybody just started cracking up they're like that's what you took away from the film (laughs) that was funny it was good we all laughed about it that was good we all had a chuckle. Good Fury Dad moment. Yeah, it was a good chuckle. Movie, Avatar 2 is coming out this year. I know, we haven't seen a damn thing. I can't believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. It's been a decade. More than a decade. or Right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Think about all the movies we've missed out on from that director so he could make Avatar movies. He was on a roll. That's what he wanted to do. <sighs> wanted to go to Pandora. All right. Well, save that for that episode. I'm sure we'll cover it if it comes out this year, later in the year. May, June, July, August. Eight months. You think in eight months we're gonna be talking about Avatar two? I can't. I can't see it. I can't picture it. I can't picture it yet because it doesn't seem like it's a real thing. But I'm sure. He's making like five of them back to back to back to back to back. I know. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, licorice pizza, twenty twenty one, liked it, and you're thinking about liking it. I'm thinking about liking it. Are you gonna swipe? Wait, would you swipe right or left? Can you swipe up and down on those apps? Uh, uh, I think there are certain little special features. You can you can super like. You can. What's do... good is right good or is left good? I think right is. Swipe right. If I say swipe Adam, right. I want to swipe right. What does that mean? That's it. That means you're you're into it. Adam, I want to swipe left. Whoa, that sounded like Christian Bale's Batman. That means you're not into it. Adam, I want to swipe left on the penguin. Not into it. Not into it. I'm congested. Right. Are there any hidden features? Can you like boop them on the nose and it goes? Uh, I haven't I haven't unlocked that yet. 
I'm going to make an app called Boop, and you just touch them on the nose if you like them, and then anything else you do means you don't like them. And you have Seems to, like... and you have to say boop. You have to go boop. This is something. This is something about like a like lying with your app. Something about the nose and like the like nose growing, lying. Is that what you're going with for? No, it's like cute. It's like uh, and then I want the app to record you saying boop, and then if you match boops, the sound alert would be the other person's boop. Ooh, it's so, just that noise is so cringy. What boop? Boop, boop. Ugh. Leave a message after the tone. Boop. Well, in that context. You ever see that cartoon, Betty? Boop. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How'd you swipe, manage? Swipe right on her. <laughs> you managed to make that answer gross. Oh, I yeah. love Betty Boop. <laughs> I love Betty Boop. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna call it. All right. Well, that's in that case, that's a wrap. On Licorice Pizza, 2021's. Paul Thomas Andrin. Mandarin. <laughs> the Paul Thomas Mandarin. <laughs> the new multi multiverse of madness, Paul Thomas Mandarin. <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. That's coming out soon in May. Wait for it. Oh, I'm waiting. Phase four cameos. Yeah, I guess, right? That's the whole theme. Yep. You thought Spider-Man had cameos. Where do you get a load of this? We'll see. We'll see how... how uh, We'll see what they do. Hey, Paul Thomas Anderson got any movies coming out on the horizon? I'm not, I am not. haven't looked into it. Nope. You going to take a break for a minute? Do a couple, bunch of Haim videos? Shuffling his decks. All right. Well, three years, we'll get another one. All right. Later, Adam Roth. See you later, Jason Fury.